Lekutei Sichais, Chelek Tesvov, Parshas Vayeshev, Sicha Gimel. This week's Sicha is learned in the Schus of a complete and miraculous Rufu Shlema for the Shlucha Henya, Bas Bracha Dvorlea. In this week's Torah portion, we read how Yaakov sent Yitzchak to find his brothers who were pasturing their sheep in Shechem and to see to their welfare. Pasuk Yudalad, verse 14 in Perak Lamed Zayin, chapter 37, reads, Vayemer loi lechna re'eis shloim achecha ve'es shloim hatsoin v'hashiveni dover yishalchehu me'emek chavrin v'yavishchema. So Yaakov said to Yosef, Go now and see to your brother's welfare and the welfare of the flocks, and bring me back word. He sent him from the valley of Hebron, and he came to Shechem. The Pasuk seems straightforward enough, yet Rashi explains Shechema as Mokim Muchan Leperonis, a place destined for misfortune. But why? What's complicated about the word Shechema in the verse that Rashi sees the need to explain it this way? The Ra'im and others teach that once it has already been indicated in the verse prior that Yaakov says to Yosef, your brothers are pasturing in Shechem, the repetition of where they are in our verse must then be indicative of what? Of the fact that Shechem is a place that is destined for misfortune. From the perspective of the literal intention of the verse, however, it's rather difficult to explain it that way because it isn't in fact unusual for a verse to follow another or even within its own, within the actual verse, to repeat a destination or a location rather than settle with the usage of their verse's repetition in a follow-up verse or even in the actual verse itself. In fact, in Parshas Vayeshev, we have just such an example in Periklamites, chapter 39, verse 20, Pasuk Chaf, we read, Yosef's master took him and put him into prison, where the king's prisoners were imprisoned, and there he was in prison. There's no challenge to the repetition of where Yosef was in that verse. As well, if Rashi saw a challenge, as the commentary suggests, in the repetition of Shechem, where Yosef's brothers were, in fact, Rashi should have then addressed this in Pasuk Yud Gimel, in verse 13, which in itself seems an unnecessary repetition of their destination, as where they would pasture their father's flocks is already mentioned in verse 12 in Pasuk Yud Beis. And also, Rashi would have accordingly only highlighted the word Shechema from the verse, not quoting it alongside the word Vayavai, and he came to Shechem. Other commentaries, the Maharshal, for example, teach that Rashi wants to explain why the words Vayavai Shechema and he came to Shechem are necessary altogether. The point is that he found his brothers. Why do we care where he encountered them? Therefore, Rashi explains this information as relevant to the fact that it was a place of misfortune. But this explanation, too, is not clearly understood. After all, Yosef's father sent him to his brothers, and that is where they were, 
So it would be understandable for the verse to relate to us that Yesu fulfilled the task he was sent on to find his brothers in Shechem. Furthermore, the following verses tell us that Yesu lost his way and that an Ish, a man who Rashi tells us was actually Malach Gavriel, encountered him and asked him what he was looking for, to which Yesu answered, I'm in search of my brothers. Please tell me where they're pasturing. And the man said they have traveled away from here to Dotan. It's therefore completely understandable why our Pasuk tells us that he arrived in Shechem, which is then seamlessly followed by the next verse that tells us that Yosef needed the assistance of the quote-unquote man to find his brothers who had gone to Dotan. Returning to our Rashi, Rashi continues his explanation on Vayavay Shechema, and Yosef came to Shechem and says, There the tribes messed up. There Dina was violated. There the kingdom of the house of David was divided. And Rashi quotes from Alachim Kings 1, Vayelech Rachavim Shechma. Rachavim went to Shechem. The order of events Rashi uses to qualify this place destined for misfortune is unusual. Dina was violated in Shechem before the tribes sinned there. Why doesn't Rashi list the events in order of their occurrence? Furthermore, the source of Rashi's explanation is in the Gemara and the Tractate of Sanhedrin, as well as in the Medrash Tanchoma, where these events are indeed listed in the order of their occurrence, why does Rashi shift and reverse the order? Another stark difference is that in the Gemara and in the Medrash Tanchoma, the failing of the tribes is mentioned as, in Shechem, the brothers of Yosef sold him. Why does Rashi change this and write, there the tribes messed up? It would seem that using this word kilkul, they messed up, is making light of what was such a terrible infraction as the selling of Yosef. This word could indicate an action that was a far lesser wrong, as we indeed see that when the Torah tallies the sons of Yaakov from his wife Leah, Reuven is counted as firstborn even though he had disrespected his father by rearranging his bed so it would be in his mother's tent. Rashi remarks on this there and says, Even as he messed up, he's still called the eldest. Why does Rashi use this word here in this case when we're talking about the tribes selling their brother Yosef? Let's look for a moment at the misfortunes that actually occurred in Shechem. In the prophets, earlier yet than even the event of Rechavim in Shechem, we learn that Avimelech, the son of Yerubal, went to Shechem and killed his brothers. This event is recorded in the book of Shaftim, but it's not included in the misfortunes of Shechem. Why not? Were we to suggest that it's because it didn't affect all of the nation of Israel, well, neither did Dina's rape affect all of Israel, but it is counted in the misfortunes of Shechem. On the other hand, we know that good things also happened in Shechem. Rashi teaches in the portion of Lech Lecha that when the verse tells us that Avram entered the land of Canaan 
and went until Shem, until the plain of Moira, that this was in fact where God showed Avraham the two mountains, Hargrizim and Har Evel, where the nation of Israel would actually accept the oath of Torah. This is also where Avram heard God say that his descendants would be as plentiful as the sand and that they would inherit the land of Israel. Where then is the suggestion in the literal verse that tells us that Shechem in this verse means a place of misfortune? We could potentially explain Rashi's wording, there the tribes messed up, versus there they sold their brother Yosef, as Rashi following his general approach in explaining Torah. When Rashi explains the tribes going to Dotan, and the words in the verse, Nelcha Dotina, he says, they went to seek some legal pretext that would allow them to put you to death. But according to its simple meaning, it's the name of a place, and Ein Mikra Yetzimidei Pshutei, a Torah verse never strays, from its simplest intention. Rashi's addition of these words, Ein mikra a Torah verse never strays from its simple intention. At the conclusion of his two explanations on the words, Nelcha, Dasaina, an addition not commonly found in similar situations, tells us that his intention is that even the first explanation that they went to seek a legal pretext to get rid of Yosef, is lefip shutai, is according to the literal intention of the verse, and which is that the name of the place was Dotan. In other words, they're saying let's go to Dotan incorporates both intentions. They intended to go from Shechem to a place called Dotan and they wanted to go there to seek a legal pretext that would allow them to kill Yosef. This results in our understanding that in keeping with Rashi's approach to explain the literal intention of the verses, in fact, Yosef was not sold by his brothers in Shechem, but in Dotan. Therefore, he could not say, as the Gemara and the Medrash do, that they sold Yosef in Shechem. When Rashi explains this Gemara in Sanhedrin, he addresses this challenge and says, Dotan, written in the Torah, is a village adjacent to Shechem and thus referred to as Shechem. Or as the Midrash suggests, they were determining their decision to kill him, but literally it is the name of a place. And it's just not reasonable that one would say that Shechem was a place of misfortune for a misfortune that took place in an adjacent town. And since in the verse itself we read that Dotan is somewhere else, that they left Shechem and went elsewhere to Dotan, it's really difficult to suggest that according to the literal verse, this is a village near Shechem and thus called Shechem. Hence, Rashi uses the words, this, Shechem, is the place where his, the brothers of Yosef messed up. It's not where they sold him. And thus, the softer term, 
The challenge, though, that remains is if it's not where they sold him, in Shechem, what does Rashi intend for us to understand when he says that this is where they messed up? Here's how we can understand this all. At first glance and at the simplest level, it seems that when our sages describe Shechem as a place of misfortune, they are saying that Yosef arrived at this place of misfortune. They then list some misfortunes, and there he too experienced misfortune being sold into slavery. To clarify this, and to tell us that this is not the intention of our sages when they say that this is a place of misfortune, Rashi changes the order of the unfortunate events and mentions the mess up of the brothers first because this was the unfortunate event that these verses are referring to. Rashi thus highlights that his explanation that Shechem is a place of misfortune is specific to this event and to Yosef, as if to say, when Yosef came to Shechem, his misfortune began because that's where his brothers went wrong. Rashi then lists the other two misfortunes that took place in Shechem, the terrible event with Dina and the division of the royal house of King David as events that were misfortunes for Yosef specifically. Proof for this explanation is based upon the question that arises in Rashi quoting both words, Vayavay Shechema, and Yosef came to Shechem, versus just the word Shechem. The verse incorporates both Yaakov's request and instruction to Yosef to go to Shechem to find his brothers and his arrival in Shechem. Only in the verse that follows do we hear the details of Yosef's encountering the man who told him his brothers went to Dotan. We thus understand that Yosef arriving in Shechem was a significant part in the saga of his being sold into slavery by his brothers. His arrival in Shechem isn't happenstance. It's significant for us to know that he has arrived there in Shechem. This is puzzling, however, as his brothers were no longer there. They had already gone to Dotan. His presence in Shechem, then, was just as one passing through. Why then the seeming import that the verse gives his arrival there? His arrival in Shechem could have just been a footnote in the words of the next verse, as in, a man found him wandering in Shechem, etc. Therefore, Rashi says, quoting both words, Vayavay Shechema, and explaining that Shechem was a place destined for misfortune, there his brothers messed up. His arrival in Shechem wasn't just as one passing through. It wasn't a footnote to his journey, to his being sold into slavery by his brothers. It was a primary aspect of where Yosef's journey of misfortune began. Yes, he was only actually sold when he was in Dotan, but the disaster his brothers began was in Shechem. There they began the discussion of this terrible thing. There their decision to go to Dotan to seek a legal pre pretext for his demise began. The latter two misfortunes that Rashi mentions are distinctly connected to Yosef's misfortune. In verse 2 in Pasuk Beis of our Torah portion, the Torah tells us, these are the generations of Yaakov. 
Yosef was 17 years old. He was a shepherd and his sheep pastured with his brother's flocks. He was just a youth and hung out with the sons of Bilha and Zilpah, his father's wives, and he brought evil tales about his brothers to their father. Rashi, in his explanation on the words evil tales about them, says, Any evil he saw in his brothers, the sons of Leah, he would tell his father. He told Yaakov that they ate Aver Menachai, a limb from a living animal, that they demanded, demeaned, excuse me, the sons or the handmaid of the handmaids and called them slaves. And they, they were suspected of illicit relationships. Yosef was punished for these three tales that he brought to Yaakov about his brothers. For reporting that they ate from a live animal, they slaughtered a kid when they sold him to dip his garment in blood, but did not eat it alive. For reporting that they called their brothers slaves, Yosef was sold as a slave. And for his reporting about their illicit sexual relationships, he was punished with the advances of the wife of Potiphar. The three sins that his punishment was associated with, the report of eating a limb of a live animal, the report of the shaming of the handmaiden's sons, and Yosef's report of suspicion of illicit sexual relationships on the part of his brothers, is represented in Shechem, the place of where his misfortune and his punishment began. It's the place where these three types of misfortune took place. There his brothers began to plot his demise, going to Dotan to seek legal pre pretext for their actions. This represents the idea of the spilling of blood, likened to his report that they ate the limb of a living animal. There in Shechem, Dina was violated. This represents Yosef's report that his brothers behaved immorally and he suffered the punishment of suffering at the hands of the wife of Potiphar. And there in Shechem, where the kingdom of David became divided and belittled through Yeruvim, who was a descendant of Yosef through his son Ephraim, is comparable to the punishment that Yosef receives for reporting that the sons of Leah shamed the sons of the handmaidens, calling them slaves. With this, the question we asked earlier about other misfortunes that occurred in Shechem but are not listed, and the good things that happened in Shechem too, fall away. As the verse speaks of Yosef specifically, and these events and misfortunes were reflective of Yosef specifically, versus the event or the events that affected all Jews, the covenant of Yeshua with the entire nation regarding their commitment to Torah and mitzvahs.